Dear God, we're just grateful, God, to be here today um, to be able to learn from your word, to be able to learn from your um, Bible, to be able to learn from Jesus, God. Um, we know that he is the ultimate leader and he is the ultimate um, person, Father, who sacrificed everything for us to have eternal life, God. Um, be with us as we you know, learn more about what you want us to do, God, to be able to make it to heaven one day. At the same time, Father, be able to cultivate, you know, and, and lead this world out of, you know, the worldliness and be able to, you know, really follow whatever you're um, telling us in the Bible. Be with us. Be with me as I speak. Be with, you know, let me your spirit, God. This name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Um, uh, today I'm going to talk about um, leadership. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a good leader. I'm not a leader, <laughs> but I've been a follower, you know, and I've seen many leaders in my life, um, and uh, I want some interaction today. So, I have a question for you. For you, what is a good leader? One word, Tony. Someone you want to follow. Someone you want to follow. Um, it's it, that's it, that's normally what you know first thing to come out right it's someone you want to follow you know what, so let's go down a little bit deeper you know i was having this conversation with ralph going here and um, what attribute of a leader that you personally admire leading from the back leading from the back it's awesome i love that as well examples yeah leading by example leading by example so you see them they're not just talking they're walking the talk mm-hmm. um so now we, we talk about it in general. How about you personally? I know this is, you know, I'm not asking you, you know, to stand up and say, but you personally, you know, for you, what, what is a, an attribute of a leader that you would personally follow? Think about that. Don't have to answer. <laughs> I, I see hands there. So it's difficult to put into words. Someone who can connect. Connect. can relate with you and understand you. Um, for me personally, uh, I like someone who, like what you said, like empower you. Um, uh, at work, I don't like someone who micromanage me. <laughs> I struggle with that so much. Um, you know, uh, sometimes I become, you know, they, they type me as uh, rebellious because I, you know, when, when someone tells me how to do things to the dot, Sometimes I answer them, maybe you can do it yourself, you know, sorry, but you know, sometimes that's my answer. Um, because if, if you know how to do it, then why you do it? Anyway, that's me, I'm confessing, <laughs> it's not the right part, amen. Um, so, and then the next question is, who can be, or who are leaders? <laughs> so, who can be, or who are leaders? Someone who's got something to say. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I like that. I, I thought of God with that because um, this is shared to you when Ben asked me to preach here and go here last week or two weeks or three weeks ago. I said, Merv, can you do the preaching in Chandlersport? Ah! I was close to sending a text. The, the, my wife is going for a retreat. I'm going to be left at home. I don't know I can do this. <laughs> exactly. That was my message. It said, Amen. You know, but, Amen. I'm going to go down to the lesson. Um, 
But do you agree? You know, since we're in a in a church, um, church church today, um, do you agree that Jesus is a leader? Yes. Amen. Um, let's uh, uh, open our Bible to Luke 22, 24, 27. Um, I like this uh, scripture. Before, uh, you know, he was um, in in the uh, you know with the disciples. Um, Last Supper, and then there was a dispute among the disciples, asking who's the greatest um, among them. So Luke 22, 24, 7 reads, A dispute also rose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest. And the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater? The one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it, is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. It's amazing how, you know, Jesus is saying, I'm a God, you know, but I'm here not to lord it over you. I'm here to serve. In this scripture, so we can see here, actually Jesus was saying, right, that, you know, you are not to be like that. I think for me, this is just a slave that we are called to lead. Amen. Everybody's called to lead. Um, I'm just connecting, you know, last, uh, the last lesson with Roger um, last week. It, it really touched my heart. It's a lesson he said that, I can't remember the whole stuff, but I just paraphrase it. He said, for evil to triumph, good men just do nothing. Right? For evil to triumph, good men do nothing. So the title of my message today <laughs> Amen. You are a leader. You are a leader. We are a leader. Um, of course, I'm not going to talk about, when I was making lesson, you know, I, I, I was drawn to, uh, because I love leadership in the, uh, in the office, I was drawn to more technical and organizational, but I looked to the Bible, you know, what really biblical leadership or spiritual leadership means. So um, I'm going to, you know, the best example, so as you can see here, you know, Lead, if a verb, a verb, right? Be a route, a, a route, a route, whatever country you said. <laughs> um, in, in Singapore, it's route, you know, they don't know. Anyway, or means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction. If it is a noun or person, right? The initiative in an action. Or, like someone else has said, it's an example for others to follow. Um, I want to read the, uh, the scripture from uh, 1 Samuel 15. It's kind of a long scripture, so bear with me. Uh, I love this example, you know, by David and Saul. And it exemplifies what kind of uh, leadership that God wants us to be. What kind of leaders that God wants us to be. Um, the thing is, when, when you become a disciple, or when you become a Christian, you ought to be an example in the world. You are called to be a leader. Yeah. Um, 
And what good example it is, you know, when we read about Samuel, uh, oh sorry, Saul and David. So let's read, let's read there 1 Samuel 15, 12 to 35. Um, so bear with me, it's going to be long, but um, it's, a, it's a really nice story. So this time, Saul has become king of Israel. Um, and he was given an order by God. And his order specifically was to wipe out the Amalekites. Okay, and then let's read the, the continues the story. Verse 12, chapter 15, first Samuel. Early in the morning, Samuel, um, the prophet, uh, got up and went to meet Saul. But he was told Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honor and has turned and gone on, uh, on down on to Gilgal. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, Lord, bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, What then is that bleeding of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. Enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission saying, go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord. Saul said, I went on a mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agat the king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God. In order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of ram. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men, and so I gave it to them. Now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to him, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you king over Israel. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught hold of him, of his robe, and he tore. Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today, and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one better than you. He who is the, God, the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind. He is not a human being that he should change his mind. Saul replied, I have sinned, but please honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel. Come back with me so that I may worship the Lord your God. So Samuel 
went back with Saul, and Saul worshipped the Lord. Then Samuel said, Bring me Agag the king of Amalekites. Agag came to him in chains, and he thought, Surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so will your mother be childless among women. And Samuel put Agag to death before the Lord had killed God. Then Samuel left for Ramah, but Saul went up to his home in Gibeah of Saul. Until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again. Though Samuel mourned for him, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul over king of Israel. It's a really, um, you know, for me, really heart-provoking and um, it really pushes me, you know, when I read it in this scripture, right? You know, so many things that um, uh, this scripture says, talks about God and talks about how we should be when we committed ourselves to God. Um, Saul did what he thought what is right. I think just just um, focus on that phrase for a moment, for a bit, for a moment. Like Saul did what he thought what is right. Most of us think, you know, that you know what we do or what we think is right is the right thing to do. I don't know if that makes sense, but a lot of times we think that we're right. Um, and what's, what's, what amazed me is that, you know, Saul, even in the end, he was like, can you just please, you know, just honor me in front of the people? <laughs> you know, even if God will not forgive me, just honor me in front of people. Say, what? Someone like, what? Probably thinking the back of his head. And then what, what uh, struck me in the end is like, God regretted that he made Saul as king. I mean, you know, actually, if you continue reading Samuel, you know, verse after verse, Saul is still king uh, until, uh, we'll go into the story, until David became king. You can imagine, right? If you, you know, you heard, you heard that from his prophet saying, I read that you're king and continue to do that. I'm going to break my heart, right? And, and, and sure enough, actually, the story of Saul ended up with a tragic, you know, killing himself. Um, anyway, uh, so again, you know, I, I'm trying not to make it as a, <laughs> a company organizational, but I, you know, I, when we actually think of, you know, the corporate world, these are the things that they see in a leader. Um, they basically said, you know, do a survey and eventually came up to five themes. And one of the themes we're saying there is like people things that they're going to follow if they have strong ethics and they feel safety, they feel safe with their leader around. Um, and then the last one there, which is interesting, is um, what Alex was saying is about feeling of connection and belonging. And this is where we're going to focus today, um, the two things in it. So I, got, I only got two points today. Amen. Number one. First point is that leaders, they possess or demonstrate strong ethics. And they create a safe environment. Um, according to, in the corporate world, you know, even that, right? They're not even thinking about God, but that's what, you know, 
they think what it is. Right? This is number one job of a leader. Um, in, in, in Saul and David's story, um, you know, as, as, as we go back to it, right? Lord told Samuel um, to choose the next Israel's king after if you read the next chapter. And then, um, it's, it's amazing how Samuel, when he was choosing um, the next king for Israel, he goes to the seventh son of Jesse. and said, oh wow, this guy named, I forgot his name, Bilyar. Bilyar. He said, oh, this guy's tall. He looks muscular. <laughs> awesome. He can be a good king. Maybe I should pick him. And then God whispered in his ear, he's not the one. Right? And it's amazing that um, God chooses people either in a different way rather than um, the way we look at it. Um, let's read uh, Acts 13, verse 22. So Acts 13, verse 22, if you're there, says there, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So it's, it's, it's amazing how, um, you know, God looks at poor the leaders, right? You know, today leaders are not just someone who will say, yeah, do this all the time in the office, you know, just raise up my hand and just oppose the other way. <laughs> um, it happens all the time today, right? In our, in our society today, you know, someone just oppose it just because of their own opinion. Just because of their own. I'm not saying that's bad, right? And a lot of it comes out really good. Let's say, for example, right? Um, the the uh, uh, the oil and, and everything, um, or using plastics, for example. Right? <laughs> People said stop using plastic, and a lot of rallies saying opposing, don't use it. Um, it's amazing. Um, if you read the news in Thailand, um, if you go to a shop. You can't actually have plastics anymore. They offer paper, um, paper bag. Um, they, you can't even buy plastic, you know, within the shop. And they already abolish it. And it's because of those things. So good things happen when you actually stand up and oppose and go do, do, do the right thing. Um, but God, God's leader, and God, the way God sees a leader is different. It's not just opposing. The one who actually follows his heart. Um, so if you go, if you go back to the uh, to the um, chart there, right? Number one, even in the world, they say, "I want a leader to follow to have strong ethics." So what does strong ethic means, right? See, strong ethics in our church today, right, means that you know where God wants people to be. And he and you know what, what God wants you to do. And how do you do that? First of all, we read the Bible, amen. <laughs> amen. So question is, you know, how's our commitment to the Bible style? 
the Bible, to, to the Word of God. Um, as I say this, it also, uh, uh, you know, um, convicts my heart. Amen. Uh, I was challenged once by Chami. I miss Chami. By the way, I miss Chami today, you know, with Liam and everything. <laughs> but I miss Chami. You know, Chami, there was one time, right? Um, he said, come here. And we started talking to um, uh, uh, David. David is not here. <laughs> uh, you know, um, Rogers uh, or um, uh, Marian Stag. He's actually very knowledgeable. Um, he can actually converse with everything in the world. It's really good. It's really, you know, knowledgeable, right? And when, when I actually sat with him, talk about, you know, God and talk about the Bible, he, he knows more history than me. Like, it, it actually challenges me. You know, how, how do I face this, 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 this person? Um, and I said, and, and, and Tommy challenged me, like, you need to be better at that. You, you, you need to learn more about the Bible. Um, of course, I fight back, right? But as usual. But amen. Um, I fight back. In, but no, sorry, I did not fight back. I know that I was right. I know she's right. I need to be deep in the Bible. Um, but in the end, I think you know, and and I, I kind of reflected on that a little bit more. And I said, you know, I think what I can offer today is an example of life. How are you living your life? With what you know in the Bible, are you living? Or are you, like Saul, making excuses? The people, I want to be, I want to look good in front of people. I want to look good in front of David. But I know the stuff. Um, but it's not the right thing. For God, what's important is you're following him. You know, are we, you know, having strong ethics, you know, you, you won't be able to understand if you're strong in your ethics or the way you do things if you're not aware of what you're doing. Um, not the stuff within that is actually being self-aware, right? Self-aware in the Bible just means, you know, um, are we aware about the sins that we're doing? Are we aware about our shortcomings? Are we aware what, you know, what actually make God sad right, when we do things? Are we aware about it? Um, because if we do, we know we're going to develop strong hands. Um, amen. And then uh, this coming June, uh, the singles are going to have their boat party. Amen. I'm excited for that. Uh, I, was, I was petrified when Sheila came back, came, 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 came to me and said, Merville, can you do the, uh, the DJ of music? Say, what? <laughs> <laughs> All people. Um, you know, they have, the, they, have the, they, have, they have this thing about Filipinos, because I'm not Filipino. They said, All Filipinos can sing. Um, you know, however, right? How, however, when God showered those uh, talents, I was hiding, I was sleeping. Right? Um, I was, I was not one of them. Um, but the thing is, so what we're making a point there is like, so the both things coming in June. So are we all aware and, and helping out, you know, that's actually going to be a good opportunity for us to actually lead and show the world, you know, and get more singles, right? Amen. Um, Amen. So that's for uh, uh, strong ethics. The next one is safety, right? Um, I want to talk about, you know, safety here. Uh, uh, someone mentioned about, you know, you, you, you want to follow. For me, if I feel safe with the leader, 
He's just someone that I would follow. Um, it's, it's amazing how, um, you know, the, the leaders today, they actually dictate them develop. Um, I, I like Jesus' example here where um, there's a scripture which said, uh, actually going to read it in the last, where he is, he came here to serve, not to be served. Um, is our heart aligned to what God is? Um, what I want to tackle here is about, you know, learning, you know, empowering. Uh, so empower first, right? Um, we were one church, amen? And, you know, we get together, we, we see each other oftentimes, but, when, um, but do, we, do we really know each other's weaknesses? I think for me, you know, it's, it, you know, it challenged me, and, and Roger and I, we had a, we had a chat recently, it's like, uh, one of our regrets together is like, you know, I've been here for two years, and we haven't really um, gotten to know each other better. And amen, I have to repent of that. <coughs> How about us, you know? Um, the, the people around us, do we know, are we helping each other? Are we creating, are we empowering each other to know their weaknesses? Um, Jesus wants us to do this. Do you know, you know what, what makes him stumble? Do you know, what, you know how best we can actually help each other? Um, and then under that point, you know, no leaders can do everything themselves. Amen. I think I like, I like that point as well. Um, you know, in, in the world today, if you show weakness, they think you're not a leader. And if you show that you're vulnerable, you're not a leader. Um, but God looks at it a different way. The more open you are, the more you're aligned to what God, God wants you to be a leader. Right? It's in the world, when you do that, they think they lose his power. For us, being vulnerable and opening up your life is actually power for God. You know? Um, I, uh, uh, I mean, wh one of the people I think about this is, uh, of course, again, Jesus, right? Um, you know, he's a God. We were, we were thinking about, um, you know, when uh, he was, I, I forgot what scenario it is, but Jesus was smacking the face. Um, you know, if he, if, and he's God, right? And he just think of bad things against you. He would have vanished or anything <laughs> that. But even his thought was pure. Even his thought, he never, he ever think about bad someone else. Um, the last one, I, I want to mention this about um, learning through mistakes, mm. right? Um, creating safetyness within environment is about Encouraging, not encouraging failure or mistake, but allowing mistake to be an opportunity to learn. Mm. You know, uh, failures is actually uh, failure is a blessing. Um, I think one thing I want to want to mention this is like you know, like especially for me, you know, Chami and I we always clash. You know, sometimes with my pride, um, and. You know, and, and most of the things that have is because I don't, I don't feel like, you know, my, you know, my, if I fail, I don't feel, um, I, or for me, I feel like when I fail, it, it feels like I, you know, I'm being judged and everything. 
until I spoke to my until I spoke to my wife and said, "No, that's fine." Um, sometimes it's, it's, it's ourselves like this preventing us from actually having this safe environment. Um, I, I just wanted to uh, you know show 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 a video just to lighten up things a bit. <laughs> I was being hard. Um, this is me when I was trying to learn how to wakeboard. Do the flips. <laughs> yeah? So look at that, right? Do you want to see it again? I don't want to yeah. see it. <laughs> it actually hurt when I fell down there. Right? This is me trying to do the flips, you know, during the first time, learning how to do that, right? When you fall down, it actually hurts, right? It hurts. But this friend of mine who was here was always like, yeah, yeah, you can do it, you can do it. Every time I approach that, that ramp, it's actually this high. And when you jump, it's like, you're really, it actually looks slow in this video. It's high. It's scary. <laughs> right? But what I like about, you know, the, the, the other person is just keep on, yeah, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And I'll show you the next video. It's actually not the same day. <laughs> when the, same, the next day, actually, as you know, I nailed it. Right? It's the same person who was actually I was playing with. He was trying to create a city. Yeah, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah! <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I got it. So it's, it's the same person. Look. Yeah, but it's a different day. That's what weeks after. <laughs> Basically, after that week, I, I don't want to show my face because I don't think I can do it. But you see, actually, this this person, this person here, you know. Um, he created a, a, a safety for me. He said, yeah, you can do this. You can just, just do it. You're actually there. And he forced me. He actually was helping me and seeing my weaknesses. Say, actually, during, during the part you know, in the boat going there, he was telling me, so you just need to do this, do that, do that, do that a little bit. You know, maybe jump a little bit. And you do it. And actually, I followed what he said. And I did it. I think what I'm trying to make a point here is that um, failures are okay, right? Mistakes happen. But what, what, what's not normal is, is for us to actually come back and learn from it. And, and as a leader, right, have that, you know, build that opportunity to learn. Um, another example is like, you know, me learning how to preach here. Uh, there, there's actually loads and loads of experience I have. Um, and, you know, I think... Uh, this is probably part of me shying you know, in front of you. When I was a, I was a full-time minister in campus um, back in the Philippines long, long time ago. And I was uh, in this campus ministry, UP, University of the Philippines, where all the brightest people in the, in the Philippines are school. I graduated in the, in the number four school. So, <laughs> I'm not one of the brightest, I'm not one of them. But God asked me to lead them. So every time I go in front of them, you can imagine after that, you know, bro, your English is bad. <laughs> Immediately after the service, after preach, bro, that point is wrong. Bro, that, that exegesis or whatever it is, the way you explain it is wrong. It doesn't happen like that. Like, okay, and that's why I shy away. But, 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 but what I like about the church is it actually helped me, you know, see things. That's the way. So, you know, it helped me to see that, you know, my mistakes and learn from it. Um, I think the, the, the other side of the coin is whether we're willing to actually learn from it. Right? 
Um, back to David's story. Um, David, uh, you know, David's story in, in 1 Samuel, actually, in, in 2 Samuel, verse 11, um, is actually far from perfect. Uh, you, you know what he did? You know, God chose David as well. God chose Saul. Saul did not follow God. And God also chose David. But David wasn't also perfect. You know, so you're thinking, why is Saul, why is God choosing David not to replace Saul? Saul is not good, right? But David isn't also perfect. Is David perfect? In 2 Samuel, we see that actually he committed murder, right? He even committed that guy's wife. Um, and then there's so many things that he actually did. Um, of course, he was punished by God uh, when he did that. When he um, committed the wife, um, to the murder, he was punished by not having the son. Um, but what? But but you can imagine. You go back to Acts thirteen twenty two. Why did God look at David as one of the leaders? It's because even though he sinned, he's a man after his heart. He still continued to follow God. You know, unlike unlike Saul, what he did, what did he do after he sinned? He made excuses. He made. He said, I just, if, if you won't forgive me, at least make me look good in front of you. Mm-hmm. David wasn't like that. You know, David, he literally put sackcloth and fast and mourn. You know, and show people that he sinned. Right? Because during the day, putting sackcloth, I mean, yeah, you've done really bad things. Um, in front of people, people knows that. Are we covering our sins? Are we covering them? Um, I said I'm going to be short, but um, the next one I want to do, I want to say is uh, what, what um, uh, Alex said is that leaders actually promotes connection and belonging. Um, so according to uh, Harvard Business Review, <laughs> um, creating a connection and belonging is the second most important job of a leader. Um, we read in Psalm, let, let's read the scripture, Psalm 78, verse 72. Um, Psalm 78, verse 72, this is uh, heart of David, uh, uh, actually talking about David, and it says here, And David shepherded them, Israel, when he was king, with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. What amazes me in the scripture is that, you know, David is really, yeah, he really had a heart of God. You know, he has a heart for people. He says that he shepherded them with integrity of heart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I was, I was asking them, um, I was uh, in, in, the, in the car with Ralph this morning. He said, you know, what kind of leader would you follow? He said, oh, I want a, I want a leader who was wise. Um, and then I said, okay, when you say wise, does, does that mean you want a leader that is fair? So, and, you know, he agreed. He agreed, right? Amen. <laughs> we all want a leader that is fair. Fair, that doesn't mean that that's inside with you, even though you're wrong. Right? It tells you that you're, if you're wrong, it tells you that you're wrong. Right? It's wise in making decisions. It's wise in making um, balanced judgment. Um, John 15, 15, um, again, right? Uh, this is Jesus 
saying, what we uh, was mentioning earlier, I no longer call you servants. Because as a servant, uh, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Um, it's amazing how Jesus is Jesus' example of leadership that he actually embraces us as being one with him. He created this safety net that no, no, you're you're actually my friend now. You're not just someone else. You're a friend of me. Um, and 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 um, anyway, I don't have to explain about Jesus' example of leadership until the end, right? Um, and we, we know what happened. Um, the next one I want to point is that, you know, the connection. Um, whenever you feel the, um, oh, sorry, the, one of the leader's attributes is being able to connect people, amen. <laughs> um, so leaders create an environment that fails and succeed together. Um, and this is the foundation of connection. So if we feel like we can fail and succeed together, this is the connection, or this is how leaders can, can promote, oh, this is how leaders can promote connection within the group. Um, in, in terms of, uh, um, you know, for, for us, do we feel like we're promoting and having this group fail and succeed together? Um, Example today in you know uh, um, in the church. I appreciate everybody who's here early. Amen. Amen. And uh, but uh, I think even even in the um, in the church in, in back in Boma, sometimes I get uh, not sometimes but most of the time I get disciple in my heart that we get late <laughs> late in the service, late in start, right? And um, and how we called out each other that you know, bro, you know what what were you doing? Right? Um, we should be doing this because this is for God. You know, we should be doing this right in time. Right? Let's not shy away from that. Let you know we if we fail, we fail together. If we succeed, we succeed together. But you know, um, judgment is not in there. Amen. Um, the next one is feeling of belonging. You know, and and the foundation of that is that if we if the people around us feel that they're cared for. They will feel a sense of belonging. Um, what was amazing uh, um, in, in the research that I saw here uh, is that um, we are social species, amen? Mm -hmm. We all love Facebook, we all love WhatsApp and everything. Um, research suggests that the sense of connection and belonging actually impacts productivity and emotional well-being. Um, Example, uh, one of the examples I saw uh, when I was researching about this is that um, in the workplace, if you see people like fighting every day, how, what, what do you feel? How do you feel? It actually drains you, right? Like, I, I want to leave this place. I don't want this place. You know, they just continue arguing with each other and not, not having to carry one another, you know, and, and live with one another. It happens at home as well, right? Um, and the best example of that is our kids, you know. Um, if we fight every day, they see it, they, they feel it. I, I, grew up in a, I grew up in a family with my, my, my dad and my, my mom, we always fight 
they, you know, every time they see each other, every time they see each other, just every day. Um, and then this, there was one time, because I can see my brother, my brothers and my sisters getting affected. I literally stood up and said, Mom and Dad, if you're going to fight, go out. Just don't fight in front of us. Um, my, my, my point here is that, um, you know, we have to start, we have to care for each other, amen? Um, and, and caring means, you know, aligning our hearts to what God wants us to do, amen? Um, let, you know, the, the Bible is already our job. Let's not judge each other. Let's help each other to succeed. Except, you know, when, when they fail, you know, acknowledge a, acknowledge a failure. We all fail. We all make mistakes. I think the, the, the most important thing is how we bounce back. Amen? Um, I like uh, researching. Um, so from a neuroscience perspective, amen? <laughs> I did this research. Once we feel safe, as a result of connection and belonging, we also need to feel cared for to unleash the full potential of our prefrontal cortex. Do you know what that is? I didn't know. Actually, I searched for it. I'm not a doctor. It's actually the brain in front of us. This brain in front of us actually is responsible for our um, social cognitive behavior. The way we interact. The way we look for each other. What it just says is that if we feel cared for, we will care for others as well. Um, so we have to promote that. And what's, what's important is that, you know, um, sometimes we look for care just for people. But we forget that God and Jesus cared for us the most. <coughs> to the point he actually died on the cross for us. Um, so I was going to give some practicals. What's uh, simple ways of promote belonging? Smile, amen. <laughs> Smile at each other. Call each other by name. Do we know each other by name? Um, do we know each other's interests? Right? Um, and lastly, and I always fall short with this with, with my wife, is paying attention when we're talking. <laughs> Amen. Paul <laughs> <Well>, is laughing. <laughs> I laugh too, but yeah, because I, I feel I fall short a lot of times with this. Are we paying attention? Mm. Amen. As Christians, we are all called to lead. Amen. Um, let's demonstrate biblical ethics, biblical leadership. You know, by understanding what God wants us to do and follow them. It's not just read and understand, but let's follow them. Amen? Um, cultivate safety. Let's cultivate safety for God's people to thrive and grow in their own leadership journey. And then let's foster connection and belonging because we're God's family. Amen? Uh, so Jesus, our ultimate leader, to follow God's heart towards the end in his life in this world to die for us so that we can belong in his kingdom. He already created that environment for us. All we need to do is continue what he's done. Um, so as we take the communion, I want to read this last scripture in Luke 12, verse 4 to 7. It says here, um, you don't have to turn there. I'll tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. Remember Saul's example? Right? But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, 
after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than any sparrow. Yeah. Let's pray for our communion. Dear God, we're just grateful that um, you know, you've created a safety net for us to, to thrive and grow as a Christian father. Um, and, and all we need to do is continue um, what you've started, God. And uh, it's already shown so many examples for us to, 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 be a, to be a leader, to be a change, to be a change agent in this world. Father, as we uh, uh, take the bread and the wine, pray that um, you know, we be reminded of uh, you know, your love for us, that, we, that even though we, th we think that we don't belong in this world, we belong in your kingdom. We love you. All these things we pray.